Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Whoopi, do you ever talk to Ted Danson? Uh, no. You don't? Okay. That's like 20 years ago. Yeah. I know, oh but people God. like to know. I have boned so many people since then. <laughs> so there was a time when Ted Danson and Whoopi Goldberg were like, Dating, And they were like a full-on, like, Hollywood royalty couple. Yes. So they were dating, and there was a roast. And as you know, roasts are typically not televised. So you can be, like, as raw and as controversial as you want to be. But Whoopi and Ted took it too far because they had him— they came up with the idea that he should show up in blackface. One. And roast her. Two. And say the N-word a lot. Three. And jokes about watermelon. And then, because, you know, the internet didn't really exist, so people couldn't get, like, super pissed about it. Right. And then when, like, Essence was, like, the one magazine that was like, hey, that was really wrong. And then Whoopi was like, yeah, he did it in good fun. Like, it wasn't. Yeah, she was like, this is our kind of sense of humor, which I'm like, keep that in the home. Yeah, like, keep it in the sheets. And also, I remember, like, it was on Entertainment Tonight, you know? And I think this was, like, back when, like, John Tesh was still hosting and like LOL. he didn't go to journalism school to be like hey these fucking numb nuts over here did something wild yeah it's just crazy how like if this happened now Ted Dance's career would have been destroyed yeah it would be over there'd be no The Good Place there'd be no Becker there's no Curb Your Enthusiasm guest star roles there's no CSI he did a lot post that blackface incident mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What would you do if you were dating a significant other and there was a roast and they want to do something that's obviously racially insensitive, but it's like, hey, we're together. It's fine. I mean, it depends. You know, it really depends on how good the D is, I guess. We're back, hashtag a dinosaur story, with a brand new episode. It's me, Ms. J. Willie, a girl with some big-ass hair and some big old dreams. And me, Phoebe Robinson, a girl standing in front of a boy, asking him to love her. LOL, just kidding, that's from Notting Hill. Hashtag Hugh Grant, ooh, zaddy. Anyway, <laughs> let's move into what's basically the opposite of Hugh Grant, which was our show at Bonnaroo. I mean, we had some really, really, really talented people. Yeah, we had two tiny Khaleesi's that go by the name of Tegan and Sarah. Oh, MG. It was such a thrill to have them on the show. I've been a fan of theirs for so long. We follow each other on social meds. It was so great to finally meet them in person. Plus, we've got Joe Firestone and Chris Garcia. Rock and roll, dude. Bonnaroo forever. Forever, ever. Forever, ever. ever. We got these capes custom made for this event. They said it. We could. They said we couldn't pull it off. Yeah, this is like my bodyguard <laughs> moment. I feel so good. Seriously? I feel just like Whitney Queen Houston. Of the night. Yeah, this is great. I'm excited. This is iconic. Yeah. <laughs> you need to find a Kevin Costner in the house. Is there a Kevin Costner guy for me here? A bodyguard who wants to protect Somebody me? that'll take a bullet. If take they have a bullet to. for me. Great. Cool. Like the an silence, that was too late. It the was silence, like, really hurt. The silence hurt. That's I fine. See, <laughs> if it's any consolation, I would seriously debate taking a bullet for you. What? If I could plan it out so that I could make sure that I wouldn't die. Okay, what's and, your plan? And especially since I have health insurance, then I would, like, go and do it. Okay, so what's your plan? I would need to calculate that it's coming at just the right angle for me to go and take, like, a flesh You know, like, some... Like, he would just get my shoulder or my arm or, like, you know, something that's not going to super hurt me, you know? So you, come on, I would take it a bullet to the lung for you. You would not. You're, like, lying. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> Even, like, looking at her face now. We've been working together for so long. It was so hard long. to get through that sentence. It you, was hard. You, like, stumbled and skipped a little bit. <laughs> like, I knew. There's just no way. But also, like, don't make that many enemies, you know? Don't, yeah. don't, make, don't make any enemies. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm happy that we're here. This has been uh, this has been a good week. 
I'm from Cleveland, so the Cavs are in the finals. Don't boo, we won yesterday, so we're not gonna get swept. Sports are fine. No, sports are amazing. It's like about like America and kind just of. like I feel like that narrative is pretty crazy. Like no, but sometimes like when I watch the Super Bowl, because I grew up in a football family, I'm like, this is like a really like straight white American male text to me. But there's like so a, many it, it, the NFL feels like a very conservative text to me in a way that sometimes I'm like, oh I don't like this. But it's it's so many people of color in football. Right. But the the thing that I don't like is the way they don't take care of these people of color a lot That's of the true. time. That's and true. And if they want to say something or stand up against something, then it's like an issue, which I fucking hate. That's true. So I bet it, it feels conservative to me. Does it feel conservative to you at all? I mean, yeah, it is, but I still like the sport. That's cool. You should like, like so many people love sports. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I went to the, earlier this week, I went to the NBA Finals in Cleveland with my brother. That's awesome. Yeah, I took, I took him as a, a present for Father's Day, which is uh. like super cool. And we had a great time. We were like six rows from the, the court. Like we were so close to LeBron. It was great. And so we're was like, he hot? Like, no, LeBron is like super hot. Cool. It was like cool. Cool, cool, cool. It was like good for you. Yeah. Um, He's like so successful. Yeah. You're, like, does he need another thing? Yeah. Okay, keep going. <laughs> and in uh, our section was like, we were like the only people of color. And these two, like, o- this like older white couple, uh, male, female, they, were, they came in to sit down in their seats next to us. And they had like these VIP passes. So I don't know if like one of them like works for the Cavs or like got a hookup, but like they were like, I guess, fancy people, LOL. And. Uh, we're like all watching a game and then like halfway through the game the, the wife leans over and she goes uh, excuse me how much did you guys pay for your tickets but like she didn't ask any of the white people around she just wanted to figure out like why we were there and how much we paid to be there she's like is this class pass like how yeah, did you get here like how did you cause I pay full price was this a Groupon <laughs> what happened and it's like no I fucking work bitch um but it was just like really it was just like, I hate that and she didn't ask any of the white people like how much that. they pay like she didn't like crane her neck it was just on us how much did you pay to sit here? And I was like, I got this as a present for my brother, so I'm not going to say. And she's like, oh, okay, that's, that's a great. Good read. That's like a gentle read. I yeah. feel like you, like, dragged her gently. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather not say to your fucking ass. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good, like, Real Housewives drag. Yeah, it was cool. And then um, it's... We, the thing that I hate about basketball are the, the cheerleaders. When they have them come out and dance, it just ma- it makes me so bummed out because they're wearing these like sky high heels they can't like really dance like full out without like risking like a like blowing out their knee and they're just like literally just popping their tits out the whole time and it just feels like so heteronormative and I'm like this makes me bummed out like I want to see some like hot and like so then they have like a male dance team they're called the screen team the scream team? The scream team. It's trash. Okay. And what, what's the concept of this? They wear, like, head-to-toe, like, uh, gray sort of denim outfits. Uh-huh. With, like, band... They, they're the most covered up that dudes can be. Yeah. And the women are just like, boom, 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 like, They're, ass like, out. wearing hockey masks. Yeah. And stuff. It's, like, bandanas on their heads and, like, just high yeah. top. Like, you don't even get to see an ankle. Like, you see nothing. Yeah on these men and I'm like this is so sexist like maybe I want like a magic mic moment to happen oh my god you know? they like, would they literally they would literally cancel the entire NBA as soon as that <laughs> happened but no that was my cousin's job for a while was like a Cavaliers girl wait seriously that's yeah, so cool at, I know now we're like that's cool right yeah that's cool um, <laughs> no but that was her job and I um, to me I'm always afraid Especially since I'm, I'm of my boobs, like 34 double D. Yeah. I'm always afraid that I'm going to pop a titty out. Okay. But you should just be comfortable with your, your double Ds, you man. You think so? Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. I'll think about it. I'll definitely workshop this idea. <laughs> I like that. That's cool. All right. I love your fashion story. Thanks. This is like a little... 
a little art school realness, I feel like. I love that. Well, I'm wearing this. This outfit's from Target. I, like, am surprised that Target's fashion is, like, this good. No, they were popping off. They were really popping off when I was That's there. I cool. spent, like, $300 yesterday. You <laughs> what other outfits did you get from Target? I got a couple of separates. You'll see. It, it was a mess. I was a mess. And then... I didn't come in super prepared, but I wanted to be very prepared for the festival. So I got like a blanket and then I got like a deck of Uno cards. I got regular playing cards. I just wanted to be amongst the people and be one of them. So with the Uno cards, you feel like you're of the people? Yes, I just want to be a part of the community. That's like something like, is anybody walking around with cards here today? I like that, but that felt like very much like a politician being like, what yeah. do regular people like Uno? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very much like Hillary Clinton, like yeah. towards the end, being like, I like art. Like, yeah. mm. She's like, I carry around hot sauce. It's like, no, you yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was it? She was like, fried chicken. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like so awkward. Love you, but. Did you see that video of like uh, Mitt Romney trying to play Jenga and he like knocks the tower over? I did it, over? but it sounds triggering. It was what great. is it? It's just like him like hanging out at home and like I guess the, they were having like a family game of Jenga uh -huh. and he like goes to take a wooden block out and completely collapses. He's like, oh, oh, oh. Nobody <laughs> does that when they play Jenga. And that's like how he lost like the election. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. Well, my favorite Mitt Romney thing is when he's like taking a photo with a bunch of black young kids. Oh, yeah. And his instinct was, this was 2011, 2012. Yeah. His instinct was, oh, Hey guys, who let the dogs out? <laughs> That's a really intense lyric of who let the dogs yeah. out. But I found out when I was older that they were talking about like who let like, you know, like atomic dogs out. Like who let these fucking freaky guys out? That's what it's about. That's what it's about? Yeah. I thought it was about literal dogs. Yeah, I mean. Like this whole, until right now. Yeah, okay. all of the soundtracks they did for like dog movies yeah. in that year. Yeah, you would think. But no, it was about like dogs. Like, a uh. Like that kind of song. <laughs> That's a crazy lyric. What's yeah. like some of the shittiest, craziest lyrics you've ever heard in a song? So we were listening to this song the other <laughs> oh, day. Yeah. Yeah. And I forget that it's supposed uh, to be. And the woman goes, he's going to eat my booty like, like some groceries. groceries. That's fucking disgusting. And I hate the way she delivers it of like, and he's got to eat my booty like groceries. Like, that's like, crazy. It's like... That's literally her first feature. And she's like, Mom, Dad, I got my first song on the radio. Yeah, uh -huh. And they're like, so excited. And they turn on, they're like, whoa, okay, cool, cool. Butt stuff, cool, cool. Um, but also, like, he has to? Yeah, it's like... That's like what you're putting on your Tinder profile, yeah. like, out of the gate? Yeah, it's, like, pretty aggressive. It's um, like, make it an option. I know, Somebody but like, just low-key dragged Phoebe in the front row and was like, Phoebe, you love butt stuff, as okay. if you don't know. I don't, like, love butt stuff. Like, that's a I, lot. I, I don't feel... Like, if there was a butt stuff flag, would it be your face on no, it? No, no. <laughs> but I'm Your like, silhouette. <laughs> it's fine. I just, like, wouldn't sing about it. Like, I wouldn't be like, here's a melody, butt stuff, butt, 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 butt. Yeah, like, yeah. I just wouldn't they do were that. like, you have this whole entire like yeah. studio time to make whatever lyrics yeah. you want. Do you want to talk about curing AIDS? Do you want to talk about like Malala? Right. She's like, no, he's got to eat my booty like groceries. <laughs> That's but it funny. Is, it's a sex positive song. It's just yeah. aggressive. Yeah, it's intense. Yeah. It's, in it's something that if I was in the car with my mom, I would totally turn the station to like jazz. Do you remember reason. when my neck, my back came out like in yes. high school? That came that out in high school? is incredible. So many terrible, like, awkward car rides home from high school with my parents because of that song. Yeah, and it, it's just funny because you could do my neck, my back, and then they would bleep pussy and then yeah. say crack. And you're like, all right, well. Yeah. <laughs> and just the opening lyrics of, like, all you ladies pop your pussy like this. Yeah. What does that look like? <laughs> She's a national treasure. I really? Wanna, yeah, she's great. I want to follow her on Instagram. I Me love too. somebody like that yeah. who, like, you know has an Instagram, and you're like, what are you doing? What are yeah. you up to? Yeah, I like that. Let's do that. We're going to follow her. Let's do it in the back. Yeah, that's great. All right. Uh, you guys ready for more show? You guys are a fun crowd. It's going to be great. Really love you guys.
Our next act that we're going to bring out, we are huge fans of her. She's done the show before. She's currently a writer on Late Night with Seth Meyers. Please give it up for Joe Firestone! How about that? Well, that's so great. Oh, so great. Hey, I got a question for you guys. You guys ever uh, get a haircut thinking it'll change your look, but then you remember you still have your fucking face? That's pretty terrible. Every time I get a haircut, I look like more like the national treasure symbol. Just like pyramid around an eyeball. That's okay. I, it just, you just get uglier and uglier. After you're a teen, it just goes downhill. It's so upsetting, because if you're an ugly teen, then what, what's the point? But uh, yeah, I found a chin here the other day that was, it definitely was supposed to be an eyelash. There's no question. There's no question. It looked like an eyelash. It felt like an eyelash. Why'd it go down there, you know? You gotta stay where you belong. But I do, I'm very, I, despite what you may hear, I'm very confident very confident. I, any social situation I can handle, it's no, there's no gray areas. Black and white, always I understand exactly what to do. For example, the other day, I was alone in an elevator, and I farted, which is legal. But uh, uh, afterwards, I got out of the lobby, and uh, a co-worker came into the same car. Now, the doors were going it's too fast. Everything was flashing. I w couldn't, I couldn't do it in the moment. Nothing could ha be happened. And, uh, and then, so you know what to do. You know what to do, right? Send an email. <laughs> right? Subject, I'm sorry, body, it was me. <laughs> no, people always ask me for advice, though. They're always like, Joe, Joe, what do I do if I can't tell if a friend is going in for a handshake or a hug? Well, you push him in the river, you know? Because you don't need someone that demands touch. Um, here's another little thing. Here's something to keep in mind always is that, here we go, say it with me. I never, I never have to make eye contact during oral sex. Yes, you never have to, you never have to. There's a lot of ambiguity around it. Nobody knows the protocol. Well, that's the protocol. You don't have to, nobody's, here's the problem is because you, you want to see smiling eyes, but nobody can smile with that position. Nobody, you can't smile, you know? You got business. No need to, you know? At your normal job, do you have to make eye contact with people when you're typing on the computer? You know? So why do you have to, during this job? I just, if your partner has a question about it, just tell him I told him you, it's okay, you know? Um, I have a friend who recently told me that he prefers raisins to grapes. I know, I know. So what can we deduce about him? Hmm? Well, one, he's a sex offender. I mean, there's just so much to learn about someone after they say something just insane like that. I mean, I, do, I really don't understand why you'd like raisins better than grapes. Raisins are so weird. It's like you don't get any of the juice, and then you're like, where'd all that flavor come from? If you like raisins, you, you probably like cottage cheese, and you should live in the basement. Okay? You can't, you can't like these things. They're, this, they're just things we agree upon. They're, they're for demons. Um... Speaking of raisins, uh, has anyone here had sex with someone much older? Yeah? That's good. That's good. Any, anyone, shout the age. 47? How, how old are you? You're 26? That's wonderful. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for you. Anyone else want to shout that? 64? How old is the 64-year-old partner? You're 23, and you slept with a 64-year-old? 
I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of everybody. I'm so proud of everybody. I love it. You know what? It's like they say the generations can't connect, but I, I, uh, I, I went on a date with someone and I kind of thought he was much older than me, but I couldn't tell how much until I went back to his apartment and I uh, noticed that he had a couch he doesn't eat on. Is that how you know you're getting old, is you don't eat on your couch, okay? If you're feeling old, just take a big old sack of chips and start eating on your couch, because honestly, once you stop eating on there, it's you're halfway in the grave. But I knew that he was older, and, and I didn't want to ask, you know, I like, didn't know the right time, and so, you know, one thing leads to another, and you end up having sex with someone who, who knows why, you know? And, you know, so we're, you know, we're bouncing, you know, we're bouncing, and, um, and uh, I thought, maybe this is the time. Um, to ask, and so I said, excuse me, sir, um, uh, do, do, how old are you? And he goes, uh, I'm 56. I said, wow, oh my gosh, that's older than I thought. And he goes, oh yeah, really? How old are you? And I said, well, I was, I was 29 at the time, so I said 27. And uh, he goes, oh man, I thought you were younger. No, 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 no. Everybody's trying to get a little juicy grape. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. But sometimes you're, you know, you don't know what the right thing to do is to really take revenge, but your body's like, I got this one. It just had period all over his bed. Period all over. It just is a mess. It was a crime scene. Terrible crime scene. I Speaking of periods, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm just going to do one more period joke. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Have you guys... Thank you. Yes, we have so many people celebrating their menses today. Who here's, who here's having their period of Bonnaroo? I'm so, I'm so happy for you guys. <laughs> Seems really convenient and easy to have your period here. Um, I, uh, yeah, you guys heard of Thinks? Thinks? If you haven't heard of Thinks, basically it's underpants you can go period in. But it's like, if I want to go period in my underpants, why do I got to buy something? No, but they, say, they do say it's super absorbent. It's like, so is denim. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for having me. Keep it going. Maybe and Jessica, have a good morning. Give it up for Joe Firestone. This message comes from Two Dope Queen sponsor, BetterHelp. When you keep your stress bottled up, it can eat away at you. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to make them better. Try BetterHelp Online Therapy, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp at betterhelp.com slash dopequeens today to get 10% off your first month. We got a fun, special uh, surprise for you guys. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught these two um, fucking super talented, awesome, kind, sweet individuals earlier helping us with our capes. Uh, but uh, they are incredible. They're doing a set later today. Um, they're legends. Please welcome Tegan Hello. We gotta put our mics down. We're so short. Can you guys stand a little further yeah, away I'll from us? Yeah, I'll try just to adjust perspective. <laughs> this is like the this four of insane. us on stage. is like really cool. This is it like is the cool. best slumber party. Yeah. Ever. This, this is like the Grammys when they put different artists together, do like a like a like legendary, a medley, like yeah. a medley. This is yeah. really cool. I this love is it. us. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for having us. We're massive fans. We fall asleep oh. listening to you in our bunks on tour. Oh. <laughs> I cook I cook my blue apron listening to you guys. Oh, oh. that's 
iconic. The two most important things in my life, Blue Apron and sleeping, and you're with me for both. So Thank you Thank so much. You. Thank you. Uh, but I, I'm such a huge fan of you two. Uh, I fell in love with y'all in high school Aww. and just like wrote it out ever since. So I'm really excited to see your set today. Yeah, yeah we're really excited. Butter is amazing. And this, is this your guys' first time? Yeah, this is our yeah. first time. Here? It's a, you guys have been here before. We have been here before. We actually played in 2008 and then we came back at one in the morning that day and we performed with Tiesto and Sarah, um, she wasn't drunk, but she fell down these stairs and oh, she, no. but she I got really, up there and I, she raved so hard. It was awesome. Yeah, wow. I really wasn't drunk. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you have any like Bonnaroo tips? This is like our first one. Yeah, do you have like, any tips, anything we should do? We, ha we always say that there's two types of people that are born in the world, people who like attend and really like festivals and then the people who perform at festivals who are too weak to go to a festival in real life. <laughs> That's me. That's yeah. me. Tegan yeah. and I, like, we can't go to real festivals. We, I, like, faint in the heat and I yeah. don't like to, I don't like to go in the outhouse. I don't like smells of other people's bathrooms. Yeah, are, are you guys yeah. camping here? Absolutely not. I'm just kidding. Absolutely I know not. you would say that. No I'd way. Be, we're not we're nature girls. We're yeah. not nature girls. Yeah, the camping, we drove by the camping area. Is everyone here camping? Who's camping? Yeah. It's so... It's admirable. Scary. I don't, okay. I'd like I'm, a tour, if anyone would like to give me a tour later on of the yeah. campground. <laughs> we did, we did a little mini tour through the no. campgrounds. Yeah, yeah, we took a little tour. And it was like, some of the setups were fucking ridiculous. Like, it felt like <laughs> camp. Yeah. Like, yeah. some people, it felt, I was telling Phoebe, I was like, it feels like the Quidditch World Cup. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> She was like, that's gross, what does that mean? Um, but it was like very magical. Like it just yeah. felt like you'd walk in one of the tiny tents and it'd be this huge hotel. Yeah. You should that's spend a night is. there. I'm sure someone would let you stay in their tent with I'm them. I'm not available. I'm not available. I'm not available. This is like a great setup. Like it's yeah. a good tent. Really cool. Yeah, you guys get air conditioning. They just put us up on the big stage where you just like hope that you don't die like during your set. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We... Uh, got to sort of see some people do sets on that big stage. Yeah. And I don't, like, what does it feel like to have people singing your songs back at you? Because you have such a big catalog. It's very cool. It's very cool. I mean, not temperature-wise. It's very hot. But, <laughs> Extremely hot. Uh, keep going with the temperature jokes. Yeah, I'm like just going to keep <laughs> stick on your theme. Until one really lands, I'm going to just keep... Yeah, you I'm should. It's really hot. Try one more time. right now. I got you. Give me one of these. I got you. It's very cool. It's a... Uh, we started playing music right out of high school when we graduated in 1997. So we've made eight, eight records. Thank you, sir. Um, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. 97, going to heaven, what? Was that, was that what it was? Yeah, was exactly motto? like that. Cool. So, but yeah, it never gets old. It's really exciting. But you know, Sarah and I, our big thing, I think this is why we like you guys so much is that secretly, I think we've always kind of wanted to be comedians. We tell each other, like we tell stories and we banter and a big part of our show is interacting with the audience. And so in a strange way, that's like, we're kind of living our dream right now. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. We want to be musicians. Yeah. So that's Let's why, trade. Let's trade. That's why we get we got those like crazy ass capes made. Yeah. We like so to crowd cool. surf. Normally we crowd surf. But I, we're not. I have a proposition. This might be bonkers. What is it? You didn't talk to me about I this. I know because I just thought of it. I'm oh, like you're a being bad today. You're so um, bad. <laughs> I kind of like want Justin to just like dance on stage during one of your songs. Yeah. Today. I just absolutely. Like, what? what? Would you like to come out? Would you like to come out and dance with us? Um, we play closer to, to end the set. Would you come out yeah! and play closer with us? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> All right, done. Yeah, yes. you are a real one. You're so crazy. <laughs> That's wow, gonna we be did fire. not discuss this. Thank you so much. Oh, stop. It's going to be so fun. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. We need dancers. I think that's really what's missing from Tegan and Sarah is dancers. I feel like we've hit like, the glass ceiling of popularity until we accept we need dancers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we're ready to get up there and pop it, and I'm yeah. going to make sure I stretch. Okay. Yeah. I'm not yeah. a liability. I'm not going to hurt myself up there. Yeah. I'm, like, scared. Because, you know, I, did you guys hear I... I have my boobs out, like, today. Look great. So when I get up there, I'm, like, scared about, like, getting that's up there right. and working it. I think that's really okay. going to help us. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Because we pretty much never show any boobs. This is, like, the most revealing top <laughs> I own. It's really... sort of see my arms It's a it. really sheer top. It's and is like, that Madonna? 
Yeah, this is Madonna. I love that. That's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's why I wear, I pair the Madonna shirt with the very, very revealing <laughs> um, mesh jacket. <laughs> Sarah, is this the most revealing top that you wear? Well, I do feel I don't normally wear a t-shirt, but it's a big day for Sarah. <laughs> what do you guys wear? I'm confused. Like, I wear like a leather jacket <laughs> oh, or like, right, right. I don't know. I like layers. We yeah. grew up in Canada. I like didn't even... I'd never even not been in a snowsuit until the 2000s. Yeah. Like I was, we came to America and they were like, you can't wear a snowsuit on stage. It's yeah, not, no. doesn't look good. But yeah, I don't usually wear a t-shirt and I feel so, like I could be in a bikini right now. Like I feel yeah. so shy. Yeah. Aww. That's tight. That's tight. No, you guys are like so cute. You got great style. I love the We didn't even plan pants. this, Phoebe. We didn't yeah. even plan this. This just happened. We came it's out just, of our comfort great. inn and it was like yeah. twin memo. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you guys are twins, which is like always like exciting to me because I watch Sister Sisters, so that's yeah. like Yeah. That's what it calls that's, up. Yeah. That's like back. what I know about twindom. Yeah. So but like what's been like like what's been your experience being twins? Like Well we've never we didn't have any other siblings, so we really only know what it's like to be twins, but we always say that it kind of prepared us for being musicians because when we were really little, we were born two months early and we were super fat babies like because they just fed us formula like all the time. That's and so cute. It's really cute, That's so cute. We had like the tiniest, tiniest, chubbiest arms and legs and then we were just like this big ball and we had full heads of hair when we came out. I know that sounds terrifying. You guys terrifying. Were like, sound like the dude at my bodega in New York. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. But um, our whole lives, people would, my mom said they would come up to us and be like, are you twins? And that we used to cry and hide. And so, so it's exactly like how we are now when people yeah. come up to us on the street. <laughs> yeah, totally. And are like, uh, are you Tegan and Zara? And then we just start crying, usually. Aww. I like it now. I love attention now. But I, I think we felt really shy when we were kids because we stood out. And we were really, in, we were introverts when we were kids. Yeah. So. There's also, sometimes, I don't know if this is, I've, I don't really feel like we're famous, but I wonder. Uh, you are. Yeah, you're a legend. I just you mean, are. that's generous. Thanks, Bonnaroo. Thank I just you. mean. If you're like a woke, like smart fucking lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what's up with yeah. you I just, I just mean that I think sometimes there's insecurity when you become famous that people don't really like you. They just want to be around you because you have a lot of power or you have like yeah. visibility or whatever. And I think in a weird way, Tegan and I, we thought that being twins was really cool, but we always downplayed it because we were afraid that people only liked us because we were twins. Oh my God, really? You, in high school, you were worried people were friends with us because we were Not twins? Not in high school. <laughs> I was on acid. But I, in <laughs> elementary school, I was freaking out. I was like... I just don't know if Heather McPherson really wants to be my Who's friend. thinking about that in elementary school? <laughs> Me. Oh I was also very afraid of Jeffrey Dahmer, and I was a very... A reasonable yeah. fear. A completely reasonable fear. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I was a really... I was a very sensitive kid. I was worried that... I was worried about authenticity, and I was worried about serial killers. You That's know? dope. <laughs> That's dope. I uh, have a question, because I'm, I'm getting into crystals, just in general, like oh the concept of crystals. Congratulations. Thank you so much. It's huge. Do you, did you ever feel connected, or is that all just, like, bullshit? Do you ever feel each other, or no, or what's your, what's your experience been? I mean, I think because we've had such, um, like, growing up, we didn't get separated. Like, you know, it wasn't one of those twin, awful twin stories that you hear about, like, where parents sent them to separate schools or anything. We were uh -huh. really close, and we had a lot of the same friends and a lot of the same hobbies and things. So I think there's a closeness and an intimacy that you, you do have like a, a, an inherent, almost unexplainable connection. And, but you like, we, we get asked this in every interview we ever do, like, do we feel each other's pain? Can we read each other's minds? And Sarah and I are always like, we would not be here. I'd be in casinos, like playing cards right, if I could read right. Sarah's mind. Like, like I'd be making like mad cash doing something like, that I could use my mind like for, but um, but I think there's there is. Some, I mean, how do you explain the fact that we both wear black almost all the time, and we both came out wearing white pants? Who knows? How? But magic. That's I know, how. like me and my mom. Like my mom likes to be like we're so connected, you know. Yeah. And I'm always like, mom, no, nope. not. She's like, I literally made you. Um, <laughs> but she'll, she'll call me a lot of times, like when something's happening for me, like when I'm super stressed out. She'll really? be like, yeah. She'll be like, what's going on? What are you stressed out about? Or something like, I'll be like, how did you know? She's like, I felt you. I'm like, how? She's like, you came out of my coochie. That's how. So That's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So If my know. mom said the word coochie, I would hang up the phone and change my phone number. I know. No, you know what? I had it. I was also an introverted kid, and, and my mom always spoke to me like an adult, no I matter love that. what. Like, she wasn't swearing at me, but she was telling me about her day, and I was quiet, so I would just, like, listen. But I know whenever I was, like... 
when I had like low self-esteem when I was like a pre-teen mom, I'd be like, I don't know what you have low self-esteem for. You came from my coochie and I look good. <laughs> like she would say. That's awesome. Or she would say, like, if I did something wrong, she was like, I don't know why you did that. You came from my coochie. Why would you do that? <laughs> she awesome. your mom says coochie a lot. Um, she's that's a coochie cool. woman. That's that's cool. Maybe coochie's <laughs> not that big in Canada. Coochie's not a big one. I don't no. think they so. didn't make it over the border. No. It's I don't pretty think so. crass. Like yeah. it's pretty um horrific of a yeah. word. Yeah. What do you, what do you guys say for vagina in Canada? I just stay away from saying the word yeah. usually. <laughs> we just use a lot of symbols. Although one time our mom actually I remember there was a Christmas <laughs> where my mom got uh, the vagina monologues and she read it at Christmas Iconic. to everybody. Yes. Iconic. That I Christmas, did the so vagina like monologues. Uncle Earl, like yeah. everybody got it. Yeah, well there's That's mostly cool. women in our family okay. but it was like my grandpa was like here we go and, and then and she just read the vagina. Like, but she gets very emotional when she reads. Actually, you know what? My mom did, when Sarah and I came out, she, my mom's a... Not of her, out of her coochie. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Disclaimer. Or sorry. Uh, Thank clarification. you for clarifying. Clarification. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. When, Sarah, when Sarah came out first as being uh-huh. gay, uh-huh. Um, and then I followed shortly a couple months later, my mom got us female condoms. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Still to this day, one of the most traumatizing parts of me coming out. In fact, How maybe she, the only part. Did she wrap it like as a gift and then present like what's under the tree? No. no. She's, no. A, she's a social worker and uh-huh. she like, you know, like she, yeah, she's like a really progressive feminist like mom. And she was like, had had kind of like a, 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 a not a great reaction initially, which was odd because everyone in our lives was really alternative, including my mom. Uh-huh. But she came around really quickly. Uh-huh. And I think this was sort of like her... Like, I'm sorry present. Like, she was like, okay, the you're The worst gay. sorry present like, ever. I can't think of anything worse. And I know that's terrible because we should be encouraging safe sexual health. But, like, anyone else could have dropped them off. Even if my mom had just, like, tossed them on a table. But, like, <laughs> yeah, she, like, kind of really gave them to us. And it was just... Um, yeah, it's you awesome. rather, I, I, I'm you actually, would have rather her like been in a car, like a truck driving by, throw them out the yeah, window anything, by you. Anything, anything, yeah, <laughs> anything. Like they come under the door. I don't know. I was really, yeah, it was weird. Mailed but. them to us from her. Yeah, totally. Wait, so do you two live together? No, we. How weird would that be? Oh no, I thought you said we. I thought you said we. Make oh yeah, we talk about we. We're, we're we're insane. We're yeah. We say we all the time. We it's have, so yeah. fun. My therapist said that we have very difficult times. Uh, being eyes and not just wees all the time. That's a good therapist. Yeah, like, I yeah. love my therapist. Her name's Heather, and she's always giving me like <laughs> yeah. things to carry around. And it's like, ooh, <laughs> fuck me up. Thank you. <laughs> I love my therapist too. And I just recently saw a couples therapist with my girlfriend, and How it was, was amazing. Wow. Yeah, you guys yeah. try it. My try parents it. are actually couples therapists. Like, they do couples therapy. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've heard your mom's it's advice. Really it's really helpful. Good. <laughs> it's so helpful. Yeah, Wait. like what did you learn? Like, were you nervous? Were you afraid? And the- yeah, I was. I was all of those things. And she made us do this really weird thing to start our first session. She made us look at each other in silence for seven minutes. No, that was the I'm joke. Out. I was I'm gonna out. make the joke. I was gonna say, I'm out. what did she make you stare at each other in yeah. silence? Yeah. And that's literally and what I said. Horrific. She, and she didn't like organize a drawer or like go in another room. She watched us. She was no. observing us look at each other. That's literally that like sensual. I'm into no, it. No, that's like eyes wide shut. That's I like how that it. movie started. I loved I'm it. So into that's it. crazy. I and can't. my and then my therapist. Oh, my girlfriend's gonna kill me. But anyways, <laughs> my therapist was like, uh, Sarah. Like, what did you think while you were looking at Stacy? And I was like. She's just so amazing and smart. Aww. And when I look at her, I just feel safe and grounded and like realized. And then the therapist was like, Stacy, what did you feel? And she was like, most uncomfortable seven minutes of my life. <laughs> and she was like, I am so used to Sarah talking that it was so unsettling to have to just look at her not talking at me. Okay, That's what funny. is the point of a seven? Like, I can understand like one minute. But, like, seven minutes is, like, literally mental torture. Okay, see, as your therapist, I just want to say right now that (laughs) you guys have great communication. Like, you're so much more advanced than most of the people I see in my practice, you know? Like, you're already there, you know? And that was just from, like, 35 seconds. So when you, when you guys leave and you guys go and see the other sets and stuff, I want you guys to make sure that you guys reach out and stare at the guy who's serving you your beer. Yeah. <laughs> just take a minute. And just connect with him. That was awesome. Well, thank you guys so much thank for joining us. Thanks, 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 everyone. Everybody.
everybody give it up for Tina Funny. You know him from Comedy Central. He has an awesome special out called Laughing and Crying at the Same Time. Please give it up for Chris Garcia! You guys having fun? Did you guys rip it up last night or what? Me too. Woo, I went a little too hard the first night. But I'm happy to be here. I'm feeling great. Let's get into it. I, uh, when I was a kid, I was fat. Yeah, anybody else play goalie? Yeah, hell yeah. I play goalie in five different sports. When you're, you know, if you're a fat kid, that'll follow you the rest of your life, like the ghost of Keebler's past. It is just always there. My whole life, I've ballooned in weight. I'll get fat, I'll get skinny, I'll just, constantly, I'm just like this. I'm just like, one moment I'm Jonah Hill, and then I'm Jonah Hill, and then I'm Jonah Hill, and then I'm Jonah Hill, and I just want to be somewhere in the middle, Seth Rogen. I just want to do that. Consistently. <laughs> Thanks. And I don't know what you said. Uh, but, so I was living in San Francisco and I was dating this woman that was out of my league, which sounds like I'm bragging, but I'm not. It was kind of a nightmare, because I was like, oh, I'm, she caught me in a real good skinny moment, and I was like, this is not gonna last. In a relationship, like a year and a half, the truth comes out, you know what I mean? After all that froyo, you put on that Netflix 15, and that's what happened. I put on the Netflix 15, and she, she started acting a little weird, you know? And one day she left her G-chat open at my apartment on my laptop, and I, I had to do it. I took a peek, and I found out, she was telling her friend, she was like, hey, I think I'm gonna dump Chris. I'm not attracted to him anymore. And she's like, why? She's, and she said, because he's starting to look like a fat Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Ouchies. I mean, Peter Dinklage, I think he's a handsome, sexy dude. I'm not going for fat Dinklage, you know what I mean? That's not the look I'm going for. So I freak out and immediately I'm like, I gotta lose weight. I tried all this stuff. I tried to, I tried to sign up for CrossFit. Yeah, but they turned me away because I had a uh, happy childhood or whatever. Like, they wouldn't let me. They turned me away. I tried yoga, but I didn't get anything out of holding farts for 45 minutes. I tried the master cleanse, that juice cleanse where you drink lemonade and cayenne pepper, just that for 12 days, and uh, you diarrhea the weight away. I lost a lot of weight, but I also lost friends because I was blowing up their bathrooms. <laughs> and I gained the weight right back, and I was like, what am I gonna do? I look at the back of the weekly paper, and there's an ad for a boxing boot camp. Eight weeks, it's got a before and after picture. I went for it. I signed, it's five days a week, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. And I was like, I'm gonna commit, I'm gonna do some fat Rocky shit. I'm gonna whip my girl back, this is gonna be dope. I show up to class, it's these like Irish gold gl glove boxers. They're like, they're like, Ola! I didn't understand anything they said. They were like Bono in reverse. It was like, <laughs> But they knew what they were doing and they taught me how to box and all this stuff. And around that time, my girlfriend, she left her G-chat open again. She said she wanted to leave me still, but she had a crush on a DJ. Leave me for a DJ? I was like, have fun having fucking bed bugs and paying for his rent, you know? I was like, fuck that. But then I looked him up, and this dude is fine. Straight up fine. He looked like Persian common. Imagine the most handsome Persian guy and common at the same time. Imagine how beautiful his goatee is. I would have sucked that guy's dick. The guy's a straight up dime, so I'm like, oh, this is, I'm not proud of this, but I got so mad and I was in such a sense of urgency that I printed out, I went on his Facebook page, I printed out a picture of him. 
and I put him in the locker at the boxing gym for motivation. This gay guy in my class is like, is that your boyfriend? He's beautiful. I'm like, no, it's not my boy. It's my girlfriend's boyfriend. I'm mad. I'm, so I'm taking boxing class and we're doing like, finally we start to spar. It's like practice boxing. We're allowed, only allowed to punch each other in the stomach for this exercise. I punch the guy I'm fighting in the stomach. He blocks himself, ends up punching me. I punched him in the dick. I just like, boom, punched him in the dick. And he's like, hey, you're punching me in the dick. And I was like, I punched you in the stomach. You blocked yourself in a weird way. You punched yourself in the dick. I punch him in the stomach again, boom, right in the dick. He gets mad, he punches me in the face. Blood goes everywhere. I look down, my shirt is covered in blood, and I go, oh, fuck no. Boom! And then we start just taking swings at each other. The whole class stops, everyone circles around us. The Irish coaches are just like, finally, some fucking boxing in here! And I got such a thrill, I was like, I love this shit. I'm gonna do this to Persian Common, and I'm gonna get my girl back. I, got, I was in a weird state. Uh, not my girl, it's lady's choice. But anyway, I was like, I was, I conflated the two issues where I'm like, I'm gonna beat, I'm just gonna punch my, the weight away and get, uh, you know, make my girlfriend like me again. The boxing coaches notice how much I'm into this class and they're like, hey, will you sign up? Uh, we're doing a fight night at the end of the eight weeks. We open up the gym, you can invite your friends and family, we'll have ringsider girls and announcer, referees and you could box like in front of your friends and we'll simulate like a real boxing match. And I was like, this is perfect. I'm a comedian. I love crowds. I'm going to invite everyone. I'm going to invite my girlfriend. She's going to see me beat up some dude in public and she's going to love me again. That's what I was thinking. And so they're like, we're not going to tell you who you're boxing until the day of the match. The day of the match, they're like, you're boxing this guy, a buff six foot two blonde, white, frat boy. And I was like, this guy's, I'm like five, you know, nine in heels, you know? I'm like, short of this guy. This guy's already, he came in with muscles. I still look like a young Homer Simpson, you know what I mean? And so I don't, the day of the fight, I'm, I'm like panicking. I don't know what to do. I call my dad. My dad's an old Cuban guy. Old Cuban guys love boxing. It was like I have my own Mr. Miyagi. That ate mangoes all the time. And so I just... I call my dad, I'm like, Poppy. I call him Poppy because that's what I call my dad, not because he's Pitbull, you know what I mean? Uh, but I said, Poppy, I'm fighting this guy today. What do I do? He's like, oh, you just get in there and bang, 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 boom. Just beat him up. And you win. You're going to win. All you got to do is boom, bang, 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 and you win. I'm like, Dad, he's like this buff six-foot-two guy. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're going to lose. You got no chance, man, unless you can only beat him psychologically. You gotta get inside this guy's head. And I'm like, okay, and he told me some weird things. I was like, okay. So what I did is I immediately shaved my head with a beard trimmer. I just shaved my head real crazy. It looked real bad. Like I was shearing a sheep for the first time or some shit. It would just look real bad, but I was like, that looks crazy. And then I wore these dirty white basketball shorts. I hiked my socks all the way up to my knees. I was the only boxer that did not wear a shirt this whole time. And when I showed up to the fight night, I was like jumping rope wrong, like I'd never done it before. I was just like... I was pretending to box right-handed even though I'm left-handed. I'm like, I'm gonna trick this guy, ha-ha. <laughs> so everyone gets to the fight. All my friends are there. People drove up, my high school friends from Los Angeles drove up to see me fight. My girlfriend's late. She's nowhere to be seen. The fight was, took place right on the street in front of a window. She shows up late, she's standing right in the window. And it's like really cinematic, like a, a Rocky thing. And I'm standing in the ring and I see her and I see this guy and everyone's around and, it's, and the announcer goes, hey, do you want me to say anything? I'm like, yeah, call me the Cuban Missile Crisis. <laughs> I'm getting all pumped. Fight starts. I'm like, all right, let's do this. I'm like, I don't even look the guy in the face because I think if I, if I look him in the face, he's going to see me as a human and know that he could beat the shit out of me. So I didn't look at him. I just was like, like acting real crazy. Fight starts. He just uses my face as a punching bag. He's just like, boom, 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 boom. I'm like, ugh. And then I go back. Fight starts again. And I just start jumping and punching him like fucking Mike Tyson's punch out. I'm just like, boom, like punching like... Like, I have an axe in my hand. I'm just like, bah, bah, bah. 
And the referee stops and he's like, stop it, you're out of control. I spit my bloody mouth guard out and I go, this guy's bigger than me, I'm gonna fuck him up. I'm like, and the crowd goes, yeah. And the crowd is on my side. And as a comedian, I was like, yeah. And it felt great, right? The guy beats me up again, and I'm like, oh. I go into the corner, my boxing coaches, he, br he brings me in, he's like, all right, blah, blah. I can't do an Irish accent. And he's like, he's like, I put you in here because you have a lot of heart, and, and I think you could beat this guy up. I wouldn't put you up against a guy you couldn't beat up. You're left-handed, he's right-handed. You kind of have a little bit of an advantage. If you keep your right foot on the outside of his, his left foot and he comes in for a hook, all you gotta do is duck and punch him in the stomach. And he's like, and you gotta chop down that tree. And I was like, I don't really know what you mean, but I'll give it a shot, right? Fight starts again, the guy punches me again, I get a little wobbly, he comes in with a hook, I duck him, boom, 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 boom. I punch him all the way across the ring from hitting him in the stomach. They stop the fight again, we go back in, the guy just like, he punches me in the eye, and my eyes like swollen and shut, so straight up like a Rocky movie. And like at that point, I see my girlfriend, she's like worried, and I like think about my dad, and I think about, Persian common, and this is like a very, I'm like, whoa, I was like, this is my chance, like, I gotta prove myself, like, I know it's kind of crazy to conflate these two things, but this is what I wanted to do, and I need to take this guy out, and so he comes with the hook again, and I just, I chop down the tree, the mouth guard comes out of his mouth, he loses his air, and they stop the fight, and I beat him in the first round. Yeah, I'm, I was surprised too. And then after the fight, my girlfriend, I'm all sweaty and there's blood on me and stuff, and she's really turned on. She just saw me beat up some guy that's, you know, way bigger than me, and she hugged me, and she's like, oh, you've got all these new muscles. We hadn't had sex in eight weeks, you know what I mean? Because we just stopped having sex. And uh, she was like, whoa, what are these muscles? And so we went home. I showed her what the Cuban Missile Crisis was all about. And then a week later, I broke up with her. Yeah, yeah, love is unconditional, you know what I mean? You gotta love me for me, and if there's one thing I love more than her in boxing, it's donuts. I'm a fat kid for life and proud. You guys have been so fun. Have a nice weekend, you guys. Good night. Just for Tegan and Sarah, Joe Firestone, and Chris Garcia. Two Dope Queens is produced by Joanna Zalataroff, Jim Point, Paula Schumann, Rachel Neal, Phoebe Robinson, and Jessica Williams. Our team includes Joe Plord, Matt Boynton, Ed Haber, Isaac Jones, and Shanoa Estrada. Our theme music was composed by Jeff Broski. And have you guys been on Twitter lately? We've been doing some pretty hard-hitting polls like which Franco brother would you smash? Give us some suggestions for more polls at 2 Dope Queens. Dave won by Landslide, BT-dubs. And subscribe! You don't want to miss a single episode of this season. Kata for now, hoochie mamas and daddies. Adios, despacito. And don't forget, I'm also just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her.